Navigating your way into the real world after school, college, or university can be a daunting task. You might know what you want to do but just don't know where to start from, or you may not have the facts to help you decide what you really want to do. Inasmuch as I believe that embracing the uncertainties of life is part of the process, I strongly believe that you don't have to dive in blindly or start from scratch because other people have been where you are and you can learn from them. Welcome to the School Leavers Roadmap Podcast, a podcast that brings you insights and first-hand experiences from different amazing people to hopefully equip you with actionable strategies to make informed decisions and seize opportunities as you figure out your life. Not only that, on this podcast, we debunk myths, review untold truths, and give it to you straight so you don't learn things the hard way because experience is the best teacher. I'm your host, Lyndon Sindano. Let's dive in, shall we? Hey, hey guys, it's Linda here. In today's episode of the School Leavers Roadmap Podcast, we are joined by an amazing person with an incredible personality who is currently studying pharmacy at the People's Friendship University of Russia in Moscow. He was the secretary to the Zamsu executive and now Zambians and Moscow Women Department Coordinator. Apart from that, she creates amazing content on YouTube where she can, which focuses on book reviews and diverse conversations. And recently, she's been into trying to build her own brand. Ladies and gentlemen, this person is no other than Natasha Chiwiem Pongani Mwansa. What you're about to listen to is a conversation which we had where she talked about her journey from when she left secondary school or high school, whatever you call it, to how she found herself here in Russia and how that journey has been and what's happening now. Also, in the second part of this conversation, which is going to be the next episode after this, so stay tuned and make sure you subscribe. We talk about stuff beyond academics that segment is called beyond academic segment where we talk about stuff not necessarily related to academics because you know as people we just don't learn or we just don't work like there's so much going on with a human being apart from that so in that segment of the podcast we talk about mental health stuff personal development growth and how natasha is figuring that out i hope you enjoy the conversation as much as i did i hope you find it informative and i hope it helps you in making the decisions or doing the things that you want to do so let's go Natasha, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing great. I hope the listeners are also doing fine as well. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm so happy to have you here, finally. Finally. 
Okay, so can you give us like a brief background about yourself, who you are, what you do, where you're from, and basically a brief journey of who Natasha is from like secondary school to who you are today? Okay, so my names are Natasha C.M. Wansa in short, mm -hmm. but my full names are, I have four names. Okay. Natasha Chiwiem Pongani Mwansa. Mm -hmm. So I'm from Zambia. Um, I, I don't really have a particular city where I, I can say this is where I stay in. But I will say my family at the moment is based in Muchinga province, Chinsali. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Okay. So, um, so my secondary school. Okay. <laughs> um, I went to... Loitikila girls from grade nine, okay. from grade eight to nine. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Ndola girls from grade 10 to grade 12 and graduated from there. Then um, I'm now at People's Friendship University of Russia, Rudin in short. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at now. Okay. <laughs> that's just like a brief description. Nice. Now you are in Russia. You came last year, is it last year? Yes, I came to Russia last year, December. Okay. That, that's because of the pandemic. I was supposed to come earlier, but because of the pandemic, I had a year of online lessons in Zambia, then, then traveled in December, mm -hmm. then continued with my studies. Okay. Okay. That was a whole situation. I feel like I am lucky that I wasn't dragged into the pandemic situation because I came in 2019, November, and then in 2020, the pandemic started. So like if anything, <laughs> I would have also had problems with this. But it's good to know that everything is fine and we are here now. So... What was young Natasha thinking of doing just after school? Did you always want to study pharmacy? Did you always want to study abroad? And how did we get here? Okay, so what young Natasha was thinking, her upbringing, I've always been like a hard worker in class, mm -hmm. like straight A student. Mm -hmm. I always did my best. I just thought I had to be the best to prove a point. <laughs> so... <laughs> Being from primary school, I didn't really have like something particular I wanted to do, but because the people around me said I could do medicine, mm -hmm. so that thought crept into my mind to say, let me do medicine. So from that point, I grew up saying I wanted to be a doctor, but it, it didn't really come from a place to say, this is what I really wanted to do. So fast forward to secondary school, my friends were saying I was good in class. I was academic prefect, actually, oh. of my intake, in my intake. So I was deputy academic prefect, then upgraded to academic prefect. So in my head, it was just like, okay, since I have good grades, mm -hmm. I got six points straight ones at grade 12 as well kudos to you <laughs> thank you so in my head i was just like it's medicine mm -hmm. but now how did the concept of pharmacy come in mm -hmm. so i didn't do pure sciences oh okay so the russian scholarship required that you had to do pure sciences to study medicine mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And then the only option I had that was like close to medicine was pharmacy. But before the Russian scholarship came in, mm -hmm. I had the USAID mm -hmm. scholarship as well. Okay. They were to sponsor my applications to the US to any university of my choice. Okay. So my parents, <laughs> what especially my dad, <laughs> my dad came in and he was like, okay, no, Natasha, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. So we started talking. He said, okay, with the USAID scholarship, they are only sponsoring your applications to the US. And then I also talked to my counselors who were taking me through the process, the ones from the US. Okay. They told me that it's very difficult to study medicine in the US, mm -hmm. especially when you're not from the US, an international student. You have to start with a science first then you hop into medicine mm -hmm. so like it's it's very it's a very complicated process okay so she advised me to take the russian scholarship mm -hmm. because firstly it's guaranteed that i will have a hundred percent scholarship mm -hmm. so she said even though you don't study medicine right now just do something close to it maybe pharmacy but Ah, it was hard. I didn't want. Yeah, I, I can understand that feeling. <laughs> I didn't want to, but mom came. She talked to me. She sat me down. Dad sat me down. They talked to me. Then mom even made a comment to say, you know, I've never really seen you as a doctor. What? You know, you can really, <laughs> you can really excel in pharmacy. So they tried to convince me or to take the route to pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened i started with the application process to russia i selected six universities mm -hmm. is it six or ten six universities i think ruden was my third option people's friendship university was my third option mm -hmm. and i did my preparatory faculty from ruden mm -hmm. and i'm now going yeah i'm going to my first year this year mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, so like your journey is very interesting. First of all, congratulations on getting six points. It's not easy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know the Zambian education system, if you are listening, six points is like the highest grade you can get. If you get a distinction for us, it's indicated as one. And I suppose for them to calculate how many points you have, they'll see which marks you got in six subjects and hence six points if you got all distinctions. So that is what Natasha got, which is nice. So like the US and Russian thing, did you always know about it when you were in secondary school? Like you knew like, okay, when I'm done, I know what to do. I know where to go and which documents I need and who to talk to. Like, how did you know about the process? Can you share about that for those who don't know how to go about it? Okay. so. From a very young age, again, mm -hmm. I've always known in my heart of hearts mm -hmm. that I wanted to study abroad and not in Zambia. Okay. <laughs> so in secondary school, that's grade 10. Okay, from grade 8, let's just say, I've always wanted to study in the United Kingdom, UK. Mm -hmm. But that didn't work out. I'm here in Russia. So how did I know all this? Mm -hmm. So... Um, in school, we had 
like information passed down to us from our teachers from our friends who've gone before us okay so and there were like people who would come in Mm-hmm. into the school and talk about these scholarships so I had some knowledge about it but not like a full scope of it mm-hmm. so I never knew about the Russian scholarship in school okay. I never knew about the USA in school mm-hmm. I got to learn of these scholarships when I was in my gap year okay. so I think for the USA my uncle told my mom about it to say since she's gotten six points I'm sure she can study for the SAT exams and pass it with flying colors and get into a university of her choice Mm -hmm. then for the Russian scholarship my dad because I remember in grade 10 I already started telling them daddy I'm not studying in Zambia so start looking for a school a university abroad Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not going to study in Zambia so I made it plain to my parents first Mm -hmm. that my dream and ambitions are to study from a different country other than Zambia. So that's what happened. That's how I got to know about the scholarship. Okay, that's cool. I mean, it's really good that you learned about the information in school. So maybe even when you were studying, you knew like which direction you were going into. I hope like through this podcast, if you know, you send someone who doesn't know about it, or if who doesn't know about it hears this, I hope you can find some answers here because I feel like the time between when you finish school and when you're supposed to start applying for stuff, you don't have enough time to be checking like, okay, how do you do this? Where do yeah. you go? Where do you find the information? In an ideal world, it's better for you to know what to do. And when it's time to apply, you just go so that you're mm-hmm. not like yeah so i'm really thankful for people like you who are coming here come and share their story and their sources of information now the russian scholarship how was the application process for you guys i feel like you can give us the most recent information okay the process of application was it was long <laughs> we had to like wait you know they had to (laughs) it was a long process so we started i think the first step was the advertisements i sent right Mm -hmm. so helsby who advertises these scholarships for those who don't know Mm -hmm. so helsby that's the higher education loans board in zambia who advertise these or the russian house Mm -hmm. those who went to the russian house will uh, know of these advertisements even earlier than those on Facebook. Okay. So that is the one who sent the advert to me to say, okay. So there are like, can I say, steps to follow on the advert. Mm-hmm. So the first step was applying. Mm-hmm. Like you write a letter, you have to send in your passport. I think passport registration copy. Yeah. Yeah, a printed copy. The synopsis. Mm-hmm. And then your statement of results mm-hmm. as well. That's if you don't have a certificate. Yeah. Then from there, just make a short list of people mm-hmm. who have qualified to the next stage. From that stage, you have to go to an interview. So for me, I was interviewed by three people at once, but it was online because of the pandemic. We weren't allowed to like go to the offices mm-hmm. for the interview. So I had Someone from Russia was interviewing. She was Russian. Okay. I had other Zambians, but I don't know what positions they held. Mm-hmm. Like 
in the whole process. And really don't be scared about the interviews when you're going there. Just be confident. Mm -hmm. For example, me, I was applying for pharmacy. So they asked me questions in line to pharmacy, the branches of pharmacy. <laughs> I remember before the interview, Googling all this stuff because I never <laughs> knew anything about pharmacy. <laughs> it was the last a last minute option. <laughs> so I found out more information about pharmacy before the interview. I made sure I was ready. I remember my mom and dad just saying, relax. They told me to wear a formal outfit <laughs> just to get ready for the interview. Mm -hmm. But it was so, when you're prepared, you're less nervous. So less nervous. Mm -hmm. I was very ready. Mm -hmm. And the conversation was okay. And because my name is Natasha, Mm -hmm. <laughs> the woman from Russia was like, "That's a Russian name." I was like, "Yeah, is on their name." <laughs> so, so from that point, mm -hmm. there was another cutting. <laughs> so there's a lot of trimming. So the list, another list was made. Yeah. Then we were added into a different WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. Then I think we were 145 when we started. Okay. So 145. Who are selected, I mean, who are selected. Then due to the online lessons which started, the numbers reduced. But anyway, <laughs> so from that moment now, we had to now start applying. There's a system like on the internet where you apply um, to different schools. The portal. Yeah, the portal. You put your information, start applying to different universities and the university that accepts you will send you an email in Apalania to start your education in Russia. So that's how the process was for us. Okay, that's interesting. Online interviews are interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I also agree about the confidence thing because, I mean, I feel like your results can help you like to be selected for the first stage, but for the second one, like they are basically giving you a flow to express yourself and you just have to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this online COVID situation is interesting for me because, I mean, I feel like maybe some of the things maybe changed mm -hmm. after COVID. Maybe you guys were supposed to do like COVID tests and stuff before coming, right? Yeah. There was a long process, a long procedure. Mm hmm so like um what would you say to someone who right now i don't think anyone is going for the interviews people are supposed to be coming but maybe if there's someone who is going to be listening to this at that time mm -hmm. what advice would you give them for the interviews if they're like intimidated or maybe they're an introvert they feel like oh i don't know what to say i don't know how to express myself or i don't know what to expect what would you tell them i would Say, don't worry about anything. Mm. Worry builds your anxiety and it tempers with your nerves. So don't worry about anything. Just make sure you're prepared and be confident that you've prepared enough yeah. for that day. So research, if you have to research, research. Mm -hmm. If you have to go through some material, go through some material. If you have to practice speaking to someone before the actual interview, do that. So yeah. go into a separate room and just speak. If you can, just read like 
uh, what you're going to say, but this thing, just be ready to answer questions mm -hmm. and don't be scared. I know the nerves will kick in, but find a way to like cool yourself down and assure yourself that everything will go accordingly. Yeah. That's the advice I would give. But for someone who does not have that advantage to ask from people what they should expect, what would you tell them to expect mm -hmm. in there? Okay. Um, expect people <laughs> who will be asking questions. <laughs> don't expect one person. Yeah. Because I remember I had three. Mm -hmm. So don't expect one person. Be open-minded to every to anything. Just be open-minded because mm -hmm. they can touch you by surprise. Be open-minded with the questions they'll give you because they, they won't just ask you about your course because they ended up asking me about, okay, why did you choose Russia? Why not any other country? Mm -hmm. um, and do you know that it's very cold in Russia? <laughs> uh, how, how are you going to manage to stay there? Such questions. So you have to be very open-minded. Don't be narrow because you will jam in there. Yeah. You will jam. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have to unjam yourself. <laughs> you have to unjam yourself. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. I think it can actually help you because I don't know if anybody goes for interviews during like when you're going to school, primary, secondary, like no one goes for interviews. So like for some people who have not gone for employment, that can be their first encounter. And if you know what to expect, at least you can prepare yourself. You won't be caught off guard with some questions. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys are supposed to choose six universities, right? How did you choose? Mm -hmm. Like, what criteria did you use? Did you know someone who was, like, advising you? Like, okay, Natasha, I think this school is good. This one is good. How did you choose? I used the internet. No, like, I just searched the internet. You know how much people... um they underestimate the power of the internet yeah so i never knew i never knew any university in russia like before coming here mm -hmm. so i had to research okay what universities are best for medical courses so um i remember some universities popped up <laughs> but i don't know why uh, i think there were i think Ruden was on number three that's why i put it on number three so I was following, like, according to the list that the internet gave me. Okay. So um, that's how I came up with the list. The problem was I didn't even ask for advice from the people who were here. Because mm -hmm. the people who are here would tell you not not to um, to choose Rudin because they say it's very tough on medical students. Okay. But I wouldn't say that. I would tell people, especially those who, like, want to who want to challenge themselves, mm -hmm. especially in the medical field, mm -hmm. to choose Ruden. Like, extend your cords, extend your muscle. Because mm -hmm. I think um, it's very... They equip you. <laughs> <laughs> they equip you a lot. Okay. When it comes to confidence, they'll equip you. When it comes to um, speaking, especially your speech, mm -hmm. there, there's, there's Usna here. Yes. <laughs> For those who don't know, Usna means like oral exam where you have to explain stuff. You won't be writing. I don't know for other courses, but medical courses, for the most part, they'll just ask you and you need to explain them, convince them. Not convince, you need to say the right thing though. Mm -hmm. You need to say the right thing. <laughs> because like the professors, they know everything. Mm -hmm. And some of them even wrote the books. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're like... <laughs> She's lying. <laughs> 
And especially if your Russian isn't good, if you're coming here and you're going to study in the in the Russian curriculum, mm. so there's Russian and English. Mm. But for my course, that's pharmacy, it's only provided in Russian. Okay. So I try to change English, but it, it, there's no, it's not provided in, in English. So it's only medicine that's provided in English, mm. that's taught in English as well. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so after children's schools, you were selected and you came last year. So like what was mm -hmm. going through your head during that COVID situation? Because I can imagine you're selected, you must be excited, but again, you cannot go. <laughs> mm -hmm. So after being selected mm. and, you know, the process was long, I think. Uh, the COVID situation also contributed mm. um, because everything was just, you know, stretched. The period was stretched. So the application process, I was selected for then for both my preparatory faculty and main course. Mm -hmm. So um, I got my Napravlenia, started my uh, PATFAC online. So first and foremost, my, my first teacher was Mr. Sergei Sergey, so um, he was he was okay, mm -hmm. and who were learning the alphabet and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The first few months were okay. Then um, I I don't know. They started introducing sciences, and my next my second teacher was Nina. Okay, I don't know where the anxiety came from, but I just suffered tremendous anxiety when I was attending her class because it's like I felt as though I didn't know the Russian language very well mm -hmm. and then now learning the Russian language and then they introduce another topic within like another subject within the Russian language that it just felt as though mm -mm, there's too much on my shoulders that yeah. I can't even handle so, <laughs> so I, I, we learned for a year, a full year. Mm. Yes, we learned for a full year online. I'm telling you, it was a struggle uh, making online groups mm. since everyone is at their houses yet studying online. Mm -hmm. Firstly, the net internet connection was whack. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> ha! You would like miss important information because of the glitches mm. in the internet during your classes mm -hmm. and then um i didn't know a lot of things i needed to do mm -hmm. for example you know at Reden we have a site called to east and and langurs mm -hmm. so when you start your courses you have to start doing your work on those sites as well okay as you as you are going with the lessons from there that's where your marks are built so i didn't know all that I was just surviving on <laughs> like classwork, attendance, and stuff like that. Mm. So, me even being in Russia right now is a miracle yeah. because you know expulsion with expulsion and stuff. So my experience has been wild, especially online. I remember just crying. I remember feeling fatigued. Mm. Um. Okay, my online experience was just the worst. I can't lie; it was the worst. Then. <laughs> 
when we traveled to Russia, I remember we had to take a COVID test. Mm-hmm. COVID test. Then some people advised us to take the vaccine as well. So I took a vaccine before coming. Okay. Then COVID test before leaving. COVID test when we arrived in Russia. So we entered mm-hmm. into Russia. Yeah. Then we were in quarantine. I think I was in quarantine for four days because I didn't have covid mm-hmm. but for those who had covid they had to remain in quarantine for 14 days mm-hmm. and then it was extended oh, no. <laughs> to another i remember a group which extended up to 21 days oh my god so <laughs> it was really something and then we arrived in winter uh-huh. <laughs> that winter <Where> thing <laughs> exactly but it was it was some experience it was really some experience yeah, no, so thankful that you are willing to share all this information with you. It's not easy sharing hard moments like being vulnerable and stuff. And I'm happy that you both passed through this whole thing. When you are going through stuff, it can seem like you don't know where when it's ending, you don't know where it's going, and mm-hmm. you just want the whole situation to finish. But now that you're kind of on the other side, I'm happy to see you smiling and stuff. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Now you arrived in Russia. You were out of quarantine. Mm-hmm. What was next for you guys? Start. You started going to school. Can you tell us like your adaptation process, your experience with the language, the people, maybe even the food? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in quarantine, they brought us food because we couldn't go out so they brought us food ah, at first it wasn't nice Russian food. because you know you're so used yes you're so used to your own native food you know akawali mm-hmm. aside <laughs> now it's a whole new a whole new different situation so it was it was it was a bit hard to adapt to the food mm-hmm. and then we didn't cook in that the hostel was in because we were in quarantine so they just brought food for us mm-hmm. so going out of quarantine uh, i think i was super excited because okay this is the new life yes it's like it's about time <laughs> it's about time so this is the new life mm-hmm. so um i think the first thing was paying for your hostels, paying for your medicals, mm. um, going through the po- process of medicals, like getting checkups mm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then being given a class, but I didn't start class immediately because of we already in Russia, they were doing lessons online. So it just changed recently where we started going to class. Yeah. So our lessons were online and um in the room so it was it was the same situation either way it's just that the environment changed that was in russia Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um that's how we started lessons yes quite all right but it was too difficult i just felt as though uh, the people who were already here knew so much Mm -hmm. like were in the same intake but they knew so much and as who recently came Mm -hmm. because we were so behind we had to start looking for our classes we had to start getting like okay physically acquainted to with our teachers because sometimes our, our teachers we didn't even want us to turn on our cameras during online lessons so okay this is this is my physics my biology teacher this is my 
this teacher, chemistry teacher, so I had to start getting acquainted. Um, so we really had great support, especially from people from my university, mm-hmm. like the seniors. Okay. I really had great support from my seniors. They told us what to do, how to go about pharmacy school, medical school, and um, just the entire process. They made us feel comfortable. They gave us heads up. They told us, okay, this teacher, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this teacher, you have to do with all the tricks tactics yeah yeah so that's how it was okay so like did you use some kind of resources to help you learn the language if there's someone who is struggling out there to understand in class is there like an app i don't know youtube or something uh okay before like even entering russia right Mm -hmm. uh i had lessons at the russian center which were online because I wasn't in Osaka at that time. So mm. they gave us material. What book is that? Um, I have forgotten the name of the book, but there are three, mm-hmm. uh, level one, two, and three. So that, that's the one we used to use. Then there's mm-hmm. also Ruski Zikmoy Drug. That's the mm-hmm. one we started using like when we came here and when we started our lessons like in Russian, um, online. So that's mm-hmm. the book we used to use. We learned about the padiages, learned about the verbs in motion. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the site um, that was recommended to me before anything before anything else was uh, Dolingo. That's what it's called. <laughs> Dolingo, yeah. I think. Yeah, I yeah, still so have that app in my phone. Yeah, so that's the site they recommended to us to mm-hmm. use. Then um also using yandex mm-hmm. translator to translate your words from english to russian because it's more accurate mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. true i was using google when i came and i was so stubborn like i don't want to change but when i checked yandex <laughs> yandex turned out to be better like i like yandex more than google me too mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So now, did you have like some expectations about Russia before coming, which turned out not to be true? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I was, you know, when I was back in Zambia, they said Christianity was banned in Russia mm-hmm. and also um, racism. Mm-hmm. Kid you not, I have never experienced racism from the time I stepped my foot in Russia. Which is never. Good. Yes, which is good. So those people who talk about that's from my experience, I can say I haven't experienced racism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then the other thing um is the weather. Okay, I was expecting it to be cold like throughout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I got to learn there's autumn, there's spring, there's summer, which also goes to like thirty one degrees. I never thought like. Russia ever reaches Kuma 31 degrees. I just thought it was like cool throughout. Mm. What else did I? I thought that they speak English. And then like (laughs) Russian was like, you know, like a sub. (laughs) No, my sister. (laughs) Was like a sub. (laughs) And then I thought I was going to be learning in English. Mm -hmm. But it turns out it's Russian. So those were some of like wrong misconceptions about this place before coming here 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I knew that we are going to be studying in Russian, but I think I just underestimated how difficult Russian can be sometimes, especially when you're just starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If you are listening to this and maybe you're planning to come to Russia, especially if you're coming on scholarship, you probably won't be studying in English. Mm-hmm. I think you should know that. So that if maybe you want to study in English, you can look for other options. All right, guys, that concludes the first half of the conversation we had with Natasha, where we focus on the academic sides of things of her journey. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did and learned a thing or two. If you love the show, be sure to subscribe so you get notified when we have new episodes. And actually, the second half of the conversation we had is going to be the next episode where we go beyond academics. And that segment is called Beyond Academic Segment. I had a blast with Natasha and I hope you will as well. So stay tuned to that. Check out the show notes for all the links to Natasha's social media and also what she is doing on YouTube. Leave us a five-star rating. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but like, if you leave us a five-star, that would be great, right? Yeah, so if you're using an iPhone, you could please do us a favor of leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts so that it can be much easier for other people to find us. I guess that's how the algorithm works in Apple Podcasts. Yeah, so also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the School Livers Roman Podcast for more engaging content relating to the podcast and also to stay updated on what is to come next. Love you guys and I'll talk to you soon.